0: Hello, I'm Hannah Jenner. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a Body Image Podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing
1: and sharing and if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, listeners.
0: How was my hello? <laughs> I was like, hello, listeners. <laughs> um, you're we should starting go, next we time. Should, okay, I'll start out. We should go back and then get all of your hellos from like each episode. Hello? Now we've got like 15 of them. You could sort through.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Howdy. This will be our 15th or probably more like almost 16th hour of talking about body image. You still got stuff to say? I think so. I think so. I don't think we're quite running out of steam just yet. Although hilariously, uh, this episode, when we were hot tubbing just recently, Rachel declared quite confidently <laughs> that we should talk about confidence <laughs> and had a really good reason for talking about confidence and just arrived at my house luckily with a bottle of wine, low sugar, uh, and said, I don't remember why I picked
0: the subject confidence. Right. Which is funny because when we were in the hot tub and I was talking about this, I was not drinking wine at the time. That could have been a reason why I, you know, misplaced my thoughts, but I don't even have that excuse. So, so basically, we'll figure it out.
1: we're just going to freestyle. <laughs> um, and before I forget to bring this up, because it was amazing, you sent me a little Instagram story where... Somebody with those those badges or pins or whatever that says wear the damn shorts. wear the damn shorts because we're always talking about wearing the damn shorts. Yep, and I gotta like, find out if she has those for sale. The caption on the next part of the story um, basically went on to say like a, something about like sorry if I inconvenience you with my cellulite.
0: Yes, yes. So this is Steph Steph Goodrose page, uh, and yeah, she said it was something like you know her her advocacy of wearing the damn shorts is about. Like, just what are you comfortable in, right? And she lives somewhere where it gets really hot. And she's like, I covered up my legs for years because I thought no one wanted to see my cellulite and my spider veins, but I was hot and sweaty and uncomfortable. So it was like, wear the damn shorts. And yeah, so it was like... I, I stopped I stopped uh, worrying about the inconvenience that my legs might cause other people.
1: I really, really want to say that to somebody. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> if I inconvenience you with my cellulite. <laughs> like, every time we do the the ladies' brunch workout, like, we've been... Well, every time. It's a new thing. We've only done it twice. <laughs>
0: Is it and, only twice? Yeah, and the it first... feels like so much longer. So we've been, been to the, the same
1: <laughs> breakfast place on both occasions. And on the first time, I arrived still wearing the damn shorts and I the only mm-hmm. reason I took my sweatpants into the uh, the breakfast place with me because it was kind of chilly. But as I walked in, I got some serious side eye from That's someone. right. And that would have been the perfect moment to drop her. <laughs> oh. Sorry if <for> I inconvenience
0: you <laughs> with the sight of my thighs. Maybe she thought you weren't wearing pants at all. You know, some of the the shorts and that short're pretty
1: short, but well, next time I'll wear my new super short shorts, and really see
0: if we can turn some heads. <laughs> Sorry if I inconvenience you with my nakedness. <laughs> my butt cheeks <laughs> hanging out all over the place. So, uh,
1: before we, you know, freestyle our way through confidence, quick check-in. Have you done any kind of in-body scan or got any new... How's the nerve weighing yourself oh my going? Gosh,
0: I... Isn't that where confidence came from? Probably. I don't even think about that damn scale anymore. Um, it's been under the bed for, I don't know how long, but... It's a long time. Like I... Has it improved the quality of your life? I think it has because it has taken away... um, It's taken away one thing for me to focus on that was kind of the most uh, random and, you know, up in the air as far as things to focus on. Like I, I still am, you know focusing on my nutrition, counting my macros. Um, but that's really just, you know, my coach gives me numbers and I follow them. Um, whereas the scale, it would give me a number, but then I would, could obsess about why it was that number and that's totally gone now. So now I just focus on my food and I trust, right. I trust my coach. I trust the process. Has anything else taken the place of like the,
1: the negative side of The weight loss journey, like the scale was the kind of thing that got in the way and made you get in your head or dictate how your day went or has anything else replaced it or has it just literally been like a kind of
0: relief? I think it's more of a relief. I mean, I do look at myself in the mirror every morning Mm -hmm. um, when I walk into the bathroom, but... I feel like I, I, maybe we all tend to look our best first thing in the morning. Like gravity hasn't, gravity has, you know, been on pause for about eight hours or so. (laughs) And so I tend to feel like we look kind of our leanest sometimes in the morning. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I really feel like for the most part, it was getting rid of something negative and I haven't replaced it with anything else like equally troublesome.
1: And when you look in the mirror every day, Do you think the same things or can you do, do you have any wild swings where like one day you're like, "Oh yeah, check me out. I can walk down the street in
0: my underwear (laughs) or, and then like the next day you're like, (laughs) Oh my God, what happened? I, that, that I will say yes. It's obviously there's still ups and downs with that. Um, I think.
1: Have you made any connection? Like if you literally go for one day where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm crushing this. And the next day, like the the ass fell out of your world. Like, yeah.
0: Have you made any connection as to why you feel like that? Uh, there's one big one that I've noticed, which is like hormone cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't even know. I mean, obviously our bodies change over the course of our menstrual cycle and stuff like that. But I think also just our attitude changes. Well, heck so yeah. it's like the same days that I'm. You know, usually it's like the pre, yeah, premenstrual um, kind of thing where I don't, I don't get very bad PMS, but I definitely there are days where Yeah, I just kind of look at myself and just go like, ugh. Mm -hmm. And those are also the days where I'm probably like craving weird foods and, you know, it's like a few days before my period. Are
1: you usually pretty good at identifying that and being like,
0: okay, this is not
1: real. This is just
0: some kink in the hormone factory. I mean, I think I'm better at that now, mostly because of actually conversations probably we've had about this kind of stuff where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I recognize, uh, well, it's kind of like what you said, this podcast is some really good therapy for It is ourselves. literally the best <laughs> so therapy. I think of this, I think of this, and I think of our listeners and conversations we have, and I think, you know, this is real in the sense that, like, we're all going to feel, we're never going to feel perfectly about everything every single day. So it's real in that sense, but I definitely think, like, tomorrow will be different.
1: I think on the subject of confidence, like, for females, and obviously I can't speak for guys, and I assume that there are some, like, some degree some degree of hormonal fluctuations that based on maybe how hard you've worked out, how stressed you mm-hmm. are, but obviously I can't mm-hmm. speak for how that feels. But for females, it is so like eye opening when you actually track not just like when's your time of the month, but like what happens to, you know, your thoughts and your emotions yeah. and your hunger and fullness and just it is crazy how that shifts. And like I could literally go one day from being like, yeah, pretty good about myself and life and where I'm heading and the next day could literally just be like everything is a disaster like yeah I look terrible I hate myself I'm so ugly (laughs) just like nothing is right I should probably jump off a bridge and my career sucks yeah
0: yeah exactly because it's the thing it's not it's not just about your body on days like that it's like job life people everything and then like like, I can't I can't
1: find a single positive thought about anybody or anything and like when once you know like you can't turn it off, but you can, you can learn to be like, okay, I'm seeing myself and my world and my life through some kind of weird lens yeah. that that is not permanent. It's just a yeah. temporary feature. And that really helps to not like, if you're struggling with body image to be like, okay, mm-hmm. this extra special day is that makes me feel like I need to hide from the world or cover up in a bed sheet. It's, it's just how I see myself and you guarantee that nobody else, like if I was having a day like that and I went over to your house, you know, wearing shorts or whatever, you wouldn't be like,
0: good God, go home and change. Everything's falling apart. Clearly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's I mean, it's true. And I actually, I would be curious to talk to a, a, a man, I guess, who, I don't know, has, has spent some time paying attention to hormones or something. Cause I wonder what that like, right. Cause it is true. Right. I mean, working out, certain kinds of exercise, especially boost human growth hormone they boost testosterone and in in both men and women but i wonder if if yeah did guys they do have hormonal cycles but just not the way we do not quite as wild it would be interesting if if there's yeah any kind of emotional mental part to that for them too yeah so i did an in-body
1: scan today that i'd put off for a few days because I think, actually, I was probably in that phase. Like, when you were in the, came in the gym on Sunday, and I, we were talking about in-body scans, you're like, oh, did you do one? And I was like, nope, because I got like, here in a bad mood, and yeah. it was, like, it was literally like, yeah, one of those days where I was, like, I was feeling shitty about everything, and I was, like, the last thing I need to do right now, even though I'm super aware of, like, the why, and that it's, like, not real feelings, but yeah. I was, like... I just don't need to get on that right now. Yeah, that's and if, awareness. That's so good. You know, if I'm suddenly carrying extra water weight and it looks crappy, even though logic tells me that it's just fine and it's not a disaster, I just like, I don't need to see that right now. So I put it off until today. And finally, there were some changes. Like, I've been, like, exactly the same pretty much for... Yeah, you have remarkably like my weight consistent. has stayed exactly the yeah, same. yeah. So I'm now a little heavier... But I still have the same amount of body fat. I just grew some more muscle. So it's all muscle.
0: Oh I goodness. have gained. Six Where is it? Where is it? Six growing?
1: pounds of muscle this year. In
0: twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one.
1: A little bit on my arms. Not a whole heck of a lot. A uh, bit on the trunk. Most of it in
0: the legs. They're growing your chicken the legs. The chicken legs. Oh my goodness. Come uh, <laughs> into life. Let's go the chicken legs. I actually saw a tank top today. I I. I didn't buy it for you but uh it was one of those the many you know cheesy funny shirts made for crossfitters but it was this tank top and it just said never skip leg day and it has this big old chicken with these little tiny legs which is pretty much how i've always kind of like felt
1: (laughs) which is so funny because you're
0: not big and round on top no but
1: it's like when i first started i was still a professional sailor so like Obviously, everyone needs leg muscles, or standing would be yeah, problematic. It would be. But, like, the sport of sailing is largely like upper body strength that is required. Yeah. Because you do a lot of sitting. You
0: kind of just brace your legs. So, when I you're first sitting. started
1: doing CrossFit, I could bench press more than I could front squat for a good while, which is also <laughs> just as a female, it's kind of rare. Because generally speaking, females are stronger in the lower half than upper half, which wow. is why you see so many people like struggle more with, like, pull-ups and push-ups Road and things climbs, like that for females. That stuff, yeah. So I was, I've always been, well, most people have told me that I'm pretty upside down, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but I, hopefully I'm rectifying that now, and I'm nice. kind of evening out, and I still can't squat anything truly respectable, but it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the interesting thing was I was thinking about my weight today, and in terms of Stones, because in England, you talk in stones and pounds. And mm-hmm. a, a stone is 14 pounds. And when I was younger, like, nine stone was really heavy. Oh, okay. So that's like 126. Yeah. So, and I was like, wow, damn. I, I'm now like north of 10 stone, which is 140. I now weigh like 142. And just back then... The thought of being, like, ten
0: stone... Hitting double digits. ...was seconds. just hideous. Wow. I, I don't know if I've ever, like, nine stone, I, I... Maybe in high school? I don't think I've ever weighed that little in my adult life. And then it makes me think about, like,
1: this... We all have those numbers that, like, you've ditched the scale, and it's such a good thing, because, like, people place all these values, like we said before, in numbers, and now it's kind of comical to me that if I was nine stone... Like, all the things that I place value in and celebrate now, I wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Oh, God. No. And that's... I'd be really hungry. <laughs> I don't want to be hungry.
0: Yeah, I, I actually... And that's the other great thing, right? Like, I I can barely remember the last time I was hungry. <laughs> like, I'm clearly eating everything I need to be eating. Um, although, I'm also now reverse dieting. So, I'm, I, I ended more. my cut. I'm getting extra carbs every week adding in some more so i've been reverse dieting and i feel very full all the time which is fabulous but um that is good yeah news. but i did do i did i did an in body scan a little while ago um so after having ditched the scale for like at least 3 or 4 weeks i think i i was starting to feel anxious about it um yeah so and and that one i i'd still lost a little bit of body body fat nice so so yeah, I think, and after that, I think I needed that in body scan to kind of push through the initial anxiety of ditching the scale. Mm-hmm. So because it was like, oh, I, I was craving more information, and then now, since then, that's now like a few more weeks. I like don't even think about either. Like, there you go. I'm not. I'm not anxious for another in body scan at this point. Um, although as I continue to reverse diet, I might because now I'll be curious if I'm. Technically, with reverse dieting, if I keep my training up, I would expect to gain both fat and muscle if I'm still training heavy as I increase calories. Well, the bonus about my uh, weight
1: gain for this year, um, although I'm technically down on body fat but up on muscle mass, is that I now get my resting metabolic rate is 60 calories higher (gasps) now than it was in January. You
0: earn 60 more calories just by being alive. Yeah, sitting on my butt. What, what can I eat for
1: 60 calories? It's not much. Like half um, a glass of wine.
0: <laughs> well, you do love broccoli. You could eat, let's see, 60, 60 calories. Oh my God, 60 calories would be a lot of broccoli. You could probably get like 300, 350 grams of broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a huge plate of broccoli. I could do it.
1: I'm I'm down for the challenge. I'm pretty good at broccoli. So, <laughs> all right, with all that being said... <laughs> What does body confidence
0: mean to you? Again, well, you know, Hannah and her never simple questions. Um, I... Okay,
1: first up, do you feel like you're confident in your body? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. Have you felt like this before?
0: Um... I think so, yeah. Um, not quite in this way though, because I think um the confidence I'm feeling now has to do with things that I'm doing with my body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas I think there have been other times in my life where I think I've been confident by what my body looks like more. Um but this definitely feels different. This is like a different kind of confidence. Um, how does it show up? Well, so, I mean, one funny way it shows up is that I have now at both of these, uh, ladies workouts. I have worn booty shorts. I have, I have worn the damn shorts, um, on days when actually it's not particularly hot. Like the hot sweat factor is actually not what I'm thinking of. It's more the, the first time I did it. um, It was because we talked about wearing the damn shorts and I thought, well, what's safer of an environment than our all women's workout where, you know, the community of ladies we uh, train with is, you know, an incredibly wide range of like ages and body types and athletic backgrounds and crossfit ability, right? I mean, like we're we're a cool group and everybody's amazing. Um, So I think, you know, part of it was like, all right, I'll wear the damn shorts in this small group of my lady tribe that is so amazing. Um, But then this next time, I like had... um, (laughs) I've just been noticing my legs a bit more and I realized like how much my quads and hamstrings have grown. Mm -hmm. Like, And I was like, huh, I was like, they look really cool. Um, I've also been following been watching a lot of videos with Courtney Olson who's the woman who started girl clothing the Mm -hmm. one with the amazing sizes and stuff like that that we've talked about before um she has these like spectacular thighs so I've been looking at other people's legs a lot and like hers are amazing like she has these like so if you see Rachel creepily
1: staring at your thighs yeah it's
0: all with admiration and maybe jealousy right like it's she has these amazing thighs but they're also like There's flesh around them. It's not like, it's not like, I mean, we always talk about like Cara Saunders thighs, like, like women in CrossFit that have these amazing legs. Um, Courtney Olson's legs are even bigger than that, but they're also like, she totally has cellulite and like veins and like jiggles, like Mm -hmm. when she's doing things with her legs. Um, but so yeah, I've been like trying to actively appreciate my legs more as they're getting stronger because they really have gotten a lot stronger and bigger, and more muscular in the last, like, three, four months. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to wear the damn shorts. And that is an expression, I think, of the fact that I, like, know what my legs are doing right now, and that's really, like, what I'm trying to focus on. And I don't know
1: if this is connected to just generally how you feel about yourself, but you've also started to wear more color. And (laughs) the only reason I noticed that is because I remember when I was – When I still lived in England, I was with my ex and my wardrobe was always just like, you know, a unicorn took a shit, you know. There was just like color Uh, everywhere. Like the brighter the color, the better. I would always like buy clothes from surf shops and just like magpies attracted to shiny things. I was like, oh, colorful. Yay, let's get it. And then like something went down in life and I just wasn't in a happy place. And my wardrobe switched to black and gray and like dark blue and I hadn't even noticed that this had happened and it was only one day when um my ex was just like hey what what's going on I'm like what do you mean he was like what, did, what happened to the color and I was like oh. oh and then once I suddenly popped back into like a happier phase in life
0: the color came back into my my outfits huh Okay, this is this is all right. This is where y'all are seeing now how uh, Hannah's actually treating the podcast like therapy. So, <laughs> so you're telling me that you're worried that maybe I was like depressed. <laughs> no, I totally get that. It's true. I am. I am very much a, a monochromatic. I'm pretty much shades of gray and black. That is like what I wear to work a like lot. You wear you wear dark color um, dark green. I do. I do. I always wear dark colors. Right now, I'm wearing black and, and black. black and dark green. Um, Yeah. And I think I totally get that. And I think, yes, as a young person, if you went from wearing unicorn rainbow colors to like black and gray, I'd be like, yes, something's very wrong. Um, I don't think that's entirely what it is, but I will say that, um, colors in general, and I will say, especially lighter colors, I have always found them just not as flattering. So I think this is like a cultural thing also like the whole black is slimming. Mm-hmm. So because I have probably spent most of my life not being super confident with my body, black is also a comfortable black and dark gray is a comfortable thing, right? Yeah. Even if it doesn't actually make you look slimmer, that is absolutely something I can remember hearing from my childhood, that black is slimming.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: large people should wear black.
1: Did anybody ever tell you that like you should wear black? Like mm-hmm. So you would have talked about, like, big boned in the past when you were a kid. And I mean... Was I, anybody like, hey,
0: Rachel, you should probably stick to the dark colors? You know, <laughs> I don't I don't think I have particularly, like, specific memories of an individual person saying that to me, but I definitely remember watching, like, shows where people are telling other people who are bigger, who, so I was associating myself with those people, like, a stylist would tell them, like, do you see how slimming this style of clothing mm-hmm. is or this color So I think it was more I just probably picked it up culturally. Um, Well, colors look good on you. I wore pink this morning, everyone. That's Uh, just referencing. I wore like a rose, like dusty pink.
1: pink. (laughs) And like those leggings, which were kind of a a deeper version of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Because usually you come in your grays and your greens and your blacks.
0: And then this morning. And I do have, I mean, I'm not going to stop wearing all those amazing blues and blacks and grays that I have but uh but yes I suppose sure I mean it could be that pink shirt is also a size smaller than the gray version of that same tank top that I own so and in the ladies workout you wore like oh.
1: lighter purple shorts and you had pink like bright pink socks on that was for you because you made fun of my knee-high socks yeah shirt
0: with like neon colors in it i was like damn girl i was also manifesting summer because it's june gloom here so it was a particularly dreary day well worked, cause it worked because it's getting hot next week yes now we're finally getting all right out well that, keep but... wearing the damn light i'm gonna yeah so i'm it's... gonna wear wear the damn <laughs> clearly you're colored shorts. the climate <laughs> um yes yes i uh yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll keep track of that. How about that? I will. I'll see if I think my mood is associated with my color one choices. question that just came
1: to mind. Thinking of confidence. So you mentioned that like the ladies' workout is kind of a safe space. Like it's all girls, people of all different shapes and sizes, all ladies, women, whatever you want to be called. Um, then we went for breakfast, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. Did you put sweatpants on or did you go out in the shorts?
0: Oh uh, no! I put my pants on on
1: the way. Dang to the it! I yeah. wanted to ask you like if you'd walked in well, like wearing shorts, whether there's a difference in your confidence level between being in around your safe a bunch space of strangers, and if you would be like right. happy walking into a restaurant in your shorts.
0: I guess I mean I can experiment with that next time, but I definitely put on my pants because, I mean, one like those plastic. Vinyl chairs or whatever that just sticks to the back of your legs and that's not comfortable. It's
1: problematic. <laughs> yes. but
0: yeah, that's gonna be my challenge to you.
1: To oh now... now,
0: oh now I have to wear shorts not at the gym. Well, actually, oh, like you can start. You
1: can start next week because it's gonna be hot. It is for here. It's gonna be hot. Um, try showing up to one of your morning sessions in shorts. Well, oh, there's going to be oh, nickel like in the gym. And well, this is really easy for me. Wow. Group. Okay.
0: I, I will consider that. I will consider that. You know, I did wear last weekend, I went to a, a, a small gathering in someone's backyard. So, an afternoon party, and I wore shorts. It was like loose shorts, it was like a romper situation, but it was still like my legs were showing. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, this is the thing, too, is like, I do not think my legs look much different than they did last year, right? Like if I'm just standing there, like I have all my progress photos, like my legs do not look different. If I flex and kind of turn my leg and like actually try to show the muscle, yeah, you can see a difference. But when I'm just standing there, my legs don't really look any different. I haven't like lost much size around my legs. So I think it it must be, if there's an increase in confidence, it's because of like how strong I'm feeling at the gym.
1: It's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, like, for sure, um, more, like, I am more confident now than when I was, like, super lean. Yeah? Like, super duper lean. I and mean, why? Because, like, when it, so, it was 2017 and I was, like, 11.5% body fat. I'm 13.8 right now. So, felt a little bit of fluff, but nothing major. Um, But back then, like, I did like the look, but I was always kind of like, oh, you know, there's veins popping out all over the place and you've got striations galore. But I never felt like, we've talked about it in the past where, you know, it's always a cool surprise when you go to a, a CrossFit gym somewhere and you kind of try to size up the competition and Mm. then the person you're like oh i got you kicks your ass oh yeah (laughs) like yeah i'm the person (laughs) back then that you would look at and be like oh yeah she can do everything she can probably lift really heavy because i was like muscles galore and like no body fat and looked like i spent my life training and it was literally all show no go like yeah i was kind of if you look if i had stepped out of my body and looked at me i'd have been like She's going to crush that that lift or whatever. Yeah, that and girl then, can
0: definitely do muscle lifts. And then I
1: would have seen her do it and be like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay, cool, never mind. <laughs> and now I'm not quite as lean and, like, I'm sitting at 10 pounds more body weight. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's also, like, a size difference. Yeah. But... I still feel like there's a lot of room for improvement, of course, but what the kind of weight I can move and the things that I can do now is significantly better and like much more in line with like, if you looked at me, try to size me up and figure out what I can do. There's still some holes in the game, but it would be more like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And not like, Oh, that's disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like you, it's like, you know, if, if, if I walked in to that breakfast place like the first time and the, I got major side eye from somebody right. for daring to bear a dimple or whatever, or show off some skin, I would be like, I really don't care what you think because I just did something pretty cool. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. That bit's probably bitchy. I could probably leave that last question out. <laughs> um, but just like knowing, and that's why like, so I'm running, this like year long group nutrition program at the gym. And we started out the year with like 30 days of like super clean eating, no alcohol, like not tracking anything, but just like eating like mostly unprocessed foods. And, and every time I've done that, I've done it two or three times now, like I lose anywhere from like three to five pounds of body fat. And so that's coming up in August again. And there's a little bit of me, like, I don't eat a ton of processed foods, but, you know, there's some just to, like, jam the calories in. Like, I stop eating no-cow bars. I was just going to
0: say, does this mean you give up no-cow yeah. bars for that time? Okay. Yeah, which is my favorite okay. protein bars. Yeah, I
1: allow... Um, like a protein shake
0: every day just If you're listening no so. cow bar, you should sponsor this you should. podcast by you the way You really should. That's, I, that's I really the main thing. Eat, s- eat a lot. Yeah. We we eat, we are big fans and we eat a lot. Oh, do you proud? <laughs> I haven't been short on fiber for about 3 years. <laughs> Get ready for all the
1: hashtags. We're coming for you. Um so yeah, so I, in some ways like I'm looking forward to that again because it's kind of nice to You know, by the time we get to August, I will have been away for a long weekend for my birthday. Mm -hmm. Will have been on a vacation to New Orleans for a week, which is all southern food. Um, so I'll be ready for ready for that probably. But I'm also kind of like yikes, like when I'm in a deficit, because I eat a lot. And like when you're eating like mostly like veggies and lean meat and fish, it's hard to eat that many calories just because of the sheer volume. That I'm kind of like
0: scared of how my performance will be affected. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to me, that's that's a great thing, right? Like that that that's the shift that that I feel like is key for for someone like me is like, you know, the best thing I can do to achieve that sort of body acceptance and body neutrality, um, is focus on yeah what it can do rather than what it looks like and I feel like when that's your concern like oh I'm not sure I want to cut my calories because it might affect my performance like to me that means like that's a healthy mindset right like you have a focus other than what your body looks like um I mean for like many
1: years ago when you know I was first kind of became aware of like the Olympics and like kind of watched different sports I wasn't like into any particular sport that shows up in the Olympics. But, like, I remember weightlifting being on one day and they started at, like, the lower end of the weight ranges and, you know, people looked fairly lean and fairly muscular. Like, mm-hmm. the kind of image that I had associated with, you know, somebody who'd be in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And then it got, like, to the heavier weight class, Power where, lifters,
0: like, we're talking about, like, right? No,
1: Olympic lifters. Oh, still Olympic, Like, okay. the, like, super heaviest class of Olympic lifter where they are big people. Yeah. There's plenty of body fat on display. Yeah. But, and I was like, I remember this one, I think it was a guy, and he walked out onto the platform. This guy was huge. I mean, I don't even know what he weighed, but like, if you looked at him in a diner eating, you'd be like, oh, look at that fat guy. Yeah. And like, he struts onto the platform, and I was like, what are you doing here? This is the Olympics. And the guy proceeds to like, clean and jerk something outrageous. And I was like, and like, he... Dropped under that barbell like
0: like a ten year old gymnast. I mean, it was just like
1: what just happened.
0: Yeah, the skill level. I mean, and that's so cool to watch. I well, I that like that video that I sent you the other day of um, it was a CrossFit athlete doing a workout called King Kong.
1: Oh, the forty year old teacher.
0: Yeah. So so you know, CrossFit HQ. I think it was on their website and or their Instagram feed. So they share videos of, you know, people doing cool stuff. And it's like, Oh, what, what is this 40 year old teacher's favorite workout? And King Kong, it's like you do one deadlift or something at 455 pounds. Like each round, it's three rounds, 455 pound deadlift. So I see this guy in the video. I'm like, that guy looks like someone who can do a 455 pound deadlift, right? Like he was, he was a big man. But then next it's like three muscle ups. And I was like, wait a minute, this like power lifter looking dude who just deadlifted 455 pounds is going to do three muscle ups? Like sure enough, like he goes over and they weren't even like big kipping muscle ups. They were almost like a little kip and then a strict ring muscle up. And I was like, I sent, I sent this to Hannah and was like, I don't think I have any excuses anymore of saying that like I'm too heavy to do advanced gymnastics movements because this guy, I mean, he had to be well over two twenty five, probably. Wait, oh, wait, right, more like, than that. yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't quite tell how tall he was, but this this was a big man doing uh, gymnastics. Big, big, yes, big gymnastics, exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think it really is, you know, performance and appearance do not have to go hand in hand, right?
1: Not at all. And, like, actually talking about, like, seeing people do awesome things on our Instagram feeds and then sharing them, I shared a photo with Rachel because it's been... um, For anybody who's listening who's not into CrossFit, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's going to be very CrossFit heavy in some of these episodes. The
1: CrossFit semifinals before the games is going on right now, so the past couple of weekends, there's been, like, and it's exciting because it's like the first, like in person live performances, yeah, competitions we that have happened it. for a long time. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, but I sent Rachel a picture, and I think it was from the Granite Games last night, like the last weekend. I don't even remember, but it was this this one female athlete who was doing, I think, a dumbbell movement, and the dumbbell was up in the air, and she had like. The first thing I saw was just, like, a whole line of females
0: lifting big lifting ass dumbbells. giant yeah. <laughs> big dumbbells over the
1: head. And I'm like, damn, they all look so yeah. strong because clearly they're all super strong. And I was like, you know, if I only had, like, half of their strength and fitness, that would be so cool. And then just because, like, I am a nutrition coach and, like, body types and what people can do fascinates me. I kind of then zoomed into like, each girl and, like, oh, what, you know, how do they differ? What do, mm-hmm. you know, what do they look like? And one of the girls in the picture had like, just like some what looked like a tiny little bit of subcutaneous fat skin. Yeah, it was skin. Like, it looked hanging like over me, her shorts a little... a little bit, not like a yeah. perfectly tight six pack. And I was like, immediately got to thinking about that photo that we talked about, like really one early on, one of our on. first episodes, yeah. like episode two or three, where Rachel saw herself in a competition doing a, a workout that she won. And this epic photo of her doing a deadlift and all she could see was... It was my
0: muffin top. It was the muffin top. <laughs> it's so <laughs> And true. it ruined that moment.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, I hope that whoever the athlete is sees that photo and sees nothing but, like, the moment, the power, the strength, like, how awesome it is, and doesn't look at that and go, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't have a perfect six-pack on display. Yeah. But I also think... That when you watch live CrossFit competition again, it's super fascinating the different body types that are oh my there. Gosh. And like there's it's two amazing. teenage girls who are 17 who are crushing it, like doing yeah. stuff that is yeah. unimaginable to me. I will never do it in my life. And when you look at the two of them, they're both sort of comparatively strong and fit, mm-hmm. but they have completely different body totally types. Totally different body types. It's true. And one of them looks lean and shredded and six-packy, and you'd be like, yeah, like, if you didn't know, you'd be like, yeah, you're some kind of athlete. Yeah. The other one, quite frankly, really does not look like... She's I know. not defined, particularly. Yeah. She looks like a normal
0: teenager, and she would blow the socks off of you if you yeah. went up against her in a gym. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's true. And I think back now, and I just, like, I feel like... I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of pictures of me working out lately, but, like, I do think that I would hope because of the therapy of this podcast that I would think differently (laughs) if I saw a picture of myself like that. Cause I really do feel like so much of like, I am in a confident phase right now. Um, I don't know how long it'll last, but it like, it is like, I feel good. And I feel like some of that it's totally, it's similar to what you were saying about like the hormonal days where you feel like it's not just that you are ugly and you look terrible and you hate your body, but it's also like my job sucks and this sucks and this sucks. And I feel like maybe, you know, it could be a lot of factors. Like I'm really loving my job right now. I'm like, have you know, I'm maybe in just a a good space in general, but I also, I also know that like how I'm performing in the gym is like affecting other things. So like we've joked before about, you know, Carrie Pierce's power abs. I've been doing that now for eight months. I don't know when did we start doing power abs last late last summer. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time. I'm gonna tell y'all and be real honest. You cannot see my abs like they are not. <laughs> I am not one of those uh, before and after photos that she likes to share online. But um, but I can feel my abs inside. Like I like they are there and they are strong. And I I feel like I walk differently. And when I lift, I like engage my core differently. And you can, um, like. Get rid of yeah. that story that tells you you can only do a certain number of toes to bar. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, like things like toast to bar things. I mean, I am just like, oh, this is amazing. And recognizing that I can still feel that way and achieve all those kinds of things, like big sets of toes to bar without looking like, like the, you know, people in pictures that have abs. So I'm um, still
1: a member of the. Carrie Pierce Power Abs Facebook group. Yeah, It's yes. kind of hard to say. I had to leave that one because it, it was depressing much. me. It was... I saw someone, I actually saw a post today um, that I felt really sorry for the for the woman because she had done one round of Power Abs and then had purchased like the neck, like the extreme abs or something. Mm-hmm. And she she posted some before and after pictures. So she had done one. That's only 30 days. Yeah, so she'd done like a 30-day block and was now like 2 weeks in or something to the to the second round of slightly more advanced power apps.
0: Yeah.
1: And like she had this hugely depressing note and like these she'd posted these pictures and she was like, "I don't get it. I did it every day and I feel like I look even worse." And and sure, she didn't have a rippling six-pack, but there was nothing bad about the pictures. Right. You wouldn't right. have looked at her and gone, "Oh my goodness." It was like, "You you look Good, and she was like a single mom in her late forties, and like actually, if you read the story again, like you read it first, and it was just like, oh my gosh, people, come on, it's not really real that you're gonna go from like high body fat percentage and all the other stuff in life, and thirty days later, you're miraculously gonna look like an elite athlete. It's not gonna happen, yeah. And when you, but it's tough. When I the went marketing back. Tells you, yeah. And I went back and I reread her, her story that she would written a couple of times. And I was like, actually, when you read it, it's nothing to do with the power abs. It's just like she's lonely and she felt like this was the thing that was going to transform her life and no doubt has chased up to many other like quick fix promises. Yeah, And it was like, if only you could shift your focus. And realize that keeping up this work is going to change the things. It's going to change, like you said, maybe. Yeah. Even if it changes the way you hold yourself, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel more confident and probably look better in your clothes rather than kind of being hunched over trying to hide yourself. And it's just... Whenever you have, like, this crisis of confidence or you, like, immediately go to blaming your outward appearance, Yeah, it's so important to, like be able to take stock and go, hang on, what else is going on in this moment? Because actually if one little thing changed in my life, that's not even connected to my outside appearance, my mindset could shift so that I could actually look in the mirror and be like, Oh, like, I'm pretty sure if two days later, after that woman wrote that she met the man of her dreams and no longer felt lonely, that it wouldn't matter a shit that she didn't have a six-pack. She would find something to be like, oh, oh, I feel good about myself now. Yeah. I feel like, or at least
0: better about myself. Yeah. Confidence. I mean, it is. It's true. It's like there, there's, you know, confidence is one of those things that comes from so many different places, and I do. I think you're right. Like, we focus, we focus on what we think we can control and so, right. So maybe for her, cause I think I've, I've done this in many ways too. What she thought she could control was like, I'm going to buy this thing and I'm going to do it every single day the way I'm told. And then this is what I think I'll get at the end, right? Like that's very satisfying. Like having an idea of that kind of control, cause we don't really have that kind of control with, with too much in life sometimes. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean, that's why, that's why like I, you know, I don't, want to criticize the program i want to criticize the marketing and the culture mm-hmm. that 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 plays into which is that nothing like that happens in 30 days and and i you know if if you stick with it for a really long time like yeah it's a pretty much a guarantee that you're going to feel amazing and you're going to see differences but it's going to be not what you see in the pictures necessarily so i hope she i hope she finds what what she's looking for um yeah when I look back at myself at some of my
1: like you know I've always been someone who's placed a lot of value in being lean and thinking like attaching like my self-confidence with my like yeah. lack of body fat but at the times of the least amount of body fat I've had in my life I've
0: also been the least confident I've ever been in my life right and isn't that interesting to recognize that like mm-hmm. court like look back and correlate like Wow, I have this value system apparently, but it it's you know I feel the opposite when I get there. Mm-hmm. So just for some like mild hilarity, and because I touched on
1: the <laughs> Olympics, and you know I'm just throwing a different kinds of sport into the mix, rather than just CrossFit. That's true. That's true. We thought it would be oh, all CrossFit. It's <laughs> about to be the Olympics. Um. I've always kind of thought, you know, Olympics obviously is a huge stage, like isn't it, mm-hmm. into the billions of people that Sometimes, watch yeah. the Olympics yeah. and it's finally going to happen and my, my like we talked about like your social media feed yeah. being full of like people, lots of people of different shapes and sizes and colors and stuff, my social media feed is currently like lit up by people talking about yeah. how they're
0: going to Tokyo and they've made it through Olympic trials and... I'm trying so, to think if I have any Olympians on my feed. I think Allison Felix. She's a sprinter. That's maybe the only Olympian I have.
1: I have a lot of weightlifters and gymnasts, um, but but anyway, I got to thinking like you're in a confident phase right now. I feel reasonably confident too. If you were on that stage, like imagine your sport it involves you wearing like different Olympic outfits and you've got to perform not just in front of like a stadium <laughs> full of thousands of people, but know that billions of people or millions and millions of people are going to be watching you. How would you feel? Would I wear the
0: damn shorts? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would be like, just based off how you feel now, like the sport that would probably make you just, Cringe at the thought of wearing that outfit and performing, and knowing not yeah. only just performing in the moment, but knowing that slow motion playbacks of what you're doing is going to be like all over the world.
0: Oh my god, this is horrifying. Um, I mean, wait, we're talking just Summer Olympics here, right? Yeah, we'll yeah. Go okay. with Summer Olympics. I was going to say Winter Olympics. Like, you obviously, you get to wear more clothes. Uh, not if you're an ice skater. That's the- those outfits are horrifying. Um, okay. But yes. Okay. Summer Olympics. So let's see. Um, I mean, obviously I'd want to do weightlifting. You know my secret desire to buy like fleo. Yeah. Lenses. I was going to say that, but like um, fleo singlets. <laughs> Singlet. Singlets. You know, I was thinking about this. Like what outfit Singlets would I wear? are like Spanx. Weightlifting.
1: <laughs> Cause it's something that we do. Like that outfit's not that bad, you know. It's like there's not really. It's like short little shorts, like but you generally not super like super
0: tiny shorts. They're kind of longer shorts.
1: They're longer shorts, and like people can wear long sleeves if they want. Mm-hmm. And it's tight, but it's like I feel it's like It's like
0: supportive tight, not
1: like holds weird you in. And tight. Yeah, and it's not like this, you know. It generally covers areas that we, you know, yeah. as females would consider problem areas, stomachs. Yeah. Guys, you know that's all covered up and we all know that in
0: when they slow down into slow motion lifters we're all watching the bar and like how low their butt gets to the ground it's like, yeah i don't even think about the clothing they're wearing but okay so we agree weightlifting would not be the worst outfit no. to be told to wear um so i'm gonna say a, i mean probably track and field because I don't really know what's happened with track and field. Like, they used to be able to wear shorts, and now it's like they wear underwear. It's kind like, of like running in bikinis. Yeah. Like, how did that happen with running? And so guys, sprinters wear kind of, almost like like compression shorts. Like yeah, like triathlon shorts, right? Like like the tight, they're tight, yeah, they're, but they're, tight. Like
1: they're longer. Yeah. And then like a tight.
0: Tank. And sometimes like a, a singlet, what what what, yeah, what some runners call a singlet too, but it doesn't have the shorts attached. But yeah, like a little like a jersey kind of tank. And then, uh, but, but the for women the girls, wear, like, a the... sports bra and like underwear. It looks like.
1: And I just have these like <laughs> these visions of like running in slow motion, and just like every lump on my thigh, like just undulating like some great right? well of sprint- sprinters.
0: Sprinters, sh- I mean like. The all-out sprinting in slow motion, like, absolutely, you would see. And I also just feel like, I mean, we've talked many times about the thigh gap, like, just the chafing of, like, track and field, if you actually have strong legs, like, there's got to be some friction that happens. Like, wouldn't you want the same shorts the guys get to wear? I I mean, yeah, but maybe they have like, some... Like, are they allowed to,
1: I wonder? Maybe they have some kind of magic thigh lube. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: I mean, you're right. They actually probably, Olympics probably do. Olympics approved. It's like, well, it's like all the gymnasts. They they wear that stuff that sticks their leotard to their butt. Like They that. do? Oh, yeah. It's like sticky skin. It's really weird. Really? Yeah. They like spray it on so that because they, in gymnastics, which has like really crazy weird point system and rules, like if they were to get a wedgie, they would like lose points. So no they have way. to like stick that shit to their butt.
1: I mean, that seems absurd to me. It's like, if you're going to wear an outfit that fundamentally wants to be up your ass crack... But then you stick
0: it... But you have to... You lose points. (laughs) Yeah. We could do a whole episode on the absurdities of the things gymnastics judges look for in women. Not in men, but in women, right? Like like hair, the buns, the tightness of a bun, the, like, if a bra strap is showing, like, there's crazy stuff. It's crazy.
1: It is kind of ridiculous. Because even, like, guy gymnasts... I'm thinking of like guys who do like the mm-hmm. the horse thing,
0: and yeah, they, they get they to have wear like almost like singlets, sweatpants. Like, like, yeah, they can wear like I mean, they're, exactly. they're fairly tight. They're not like yeah. baggy sweatpants. But yeah, they basically get to wear leggings. Yeah,
1: and the women are all like wearing the mm-hmm. tiniest of super tight and putting like
0: super glue to like glue it. to Super their gluing legs. their like, leotards to their ass cheeks. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I mean, one. I do think. Yeah, I mean the track and field. Also, the reason I went to that first too is because I was. What I was going to say was volleyball, but I actually can't remember what indoor volleyball players wear in the Olympics these days, because it's been a while. Um, But I remember when I was a volleyball player, so I started in grade seven and played volleyball all the way through college. So, you know, that's roughly seven, eight, nine years of volleyball. And I distinctly remember the way the shorts got shorter. So in grade seven, it was sort of like baggier athletic style shorts. And they were kind of long. Um, and then we wore like bike bike shorts. Mm-hmm. So still like good seven, eight inch inseam. All, not quite down to your knees, but close. Tight, but, you know, with a, with a t-shirt and stuff like that. And then those started getting shorter. And then I remember in, it was like maybe grade 10 or 11, I played for my high school, but then I also played club volleyball, which was the more sort of competitive, um, mixed leagues. And I will never forget the day that our like coach came in with something called bloomers Mm -hmm. and bloomers are basically some weird random other name for that underwear. That track and field (laughs) aspect.
1: Because when I think of bloomers, I think of like old England where they're like giant long kind of. Well, I
0: think that's where they came from. The things you used to wear under, exactly, underwear. That is precisely where I think it came from. And I, by the time I got to high school, I had, you kind of start being an all around player, like you rotate through all the positions. As you get further along in volleyball, you tend to find your specialties. So I was a defensive specialist and I always played in the back row. So I would be the one digging, like picking up serves and, and spikes, digging them out. Um, and when you, when that is your specialty, you do a lot of like rolling on the ground. Like if you're diving to pick up a ball, you end up Like hitting the ground and rolling, you like learn, you know, how to roll out of that well. So basically your thighs are like rubbing along the the floor of the gym in indoor volleyball. And I was like, who decided bloomers were a good idea for my skin to actually hit that rather than some spandex that would help me slide? Um, And I could never get an explanation of why all of a sudden our like regulation uniforms became bloomers instead of biker shorts.
1: So what do? You, Cause I saw a picture the other day of I think it was a female volleyball team, like beach volleyball, who obviously wearing like tiny little like bikinis. They were itty mini bikinis and beach. Bikini posture. bottoms and like the top, and their sponsor logos were strategically placed. Obviously, there's not a whole lot of room <laughs> yeah. on the bottom of a bikini to put a logo, but. These Hello. two girls were stood there in the picture, and whatever the name of this company was, right, right on the front of on their, their lady bits, on, right on their lady bits, to put uh. it nicely. And I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, I mean, well played sponsors. You clearly are going to get some yeah. looks. But I mean,
0: in a world where women's bodies are so controlled, nothing like putting someone else's name right on your vajayjay, slap bang right there on the lady parts. You're know, like yeah now we
1: know where everybody's eyes are going i mean they were probably going that direction anyway but now you just made them look and i was like what do guys wear (laughs) for beach volleyball i think just board like board board short type things yeah i bet you they do not put it right on the junk no a sponsor brand right in the junk it's
0: on the leg or something probably yeah that i mean that is a really good point right like the sponsors will try to convince us that what they're sponsoring is their athletic ability. But when you see it like that, you're like, are you just sponsoring hot women in bikinis? Like that's pretty what much you're paying for. Pretty and that much. sucks because beach volleyball, the athleticism that those women have is insane. Like, yeah. But I always wonder. I mean, like but, they're
1: obviously standing in the photo and they're smiling and, but I wonder like, I mean, kind of like you and you would, presented with that outfit like what the heck they know that that's the outfit but I wonder how they felt when they were presented with not just like hey you guys are gonna wear this tiny amount of club coverage for all of your bits that Mm -hmm. we try to keep private and
0: now we're gonna slap a look here sign on the front (laughs) exactly well and also I mean we talked about wear the damn shorts right I mean like the whole impetus of that was wear what makes you comfortable so if you're covering up your legs even when it's hot and you'd rather wear shorts, that's where where the damn shorts came from, right? And to me, that's the opposite. Like, it sounds like, you know, these athletes are not given a choice of what is comfortable for them. Like, as a volleyball player at the age of 14, I knew if I dive for a ball and slide across the ground, you don't see baseball players who slide into home plate wearing nothing but their skin right I mean Mm -hmm. it hurts it really hurts so even as like a young athlete I knew huh like this piece of clothing functionally works for the sport that I do and yet someone is telling me like underwear is gonna cut it (laughs)
1: like
0: yeah I mean as somebody who's only recently
1: kind of developed the confidence to wear like a bikini just on the beach not even like doing any activities just like be on a beach or by a pool wearing a bikini, the thought of having to play in front of millions Mm. of people and potentially with, like, stuff that makes people, like, really look at certain parts rather than, like, necessarily, oh, I'm just watching this volleyball game because I love volleyball. Yeah. And I don't doubt that there are (laughs) many, many people who are watching the beach volleyball who are there just to watch the volleyball. Right. But I'm sure there are also many who are, like, Oh. Well, it's like the
0: Top Gun volleyball scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it, it is. It's true. It's I love beach volleyball. So I will I will I am much more confident these days wearing a bikini. I do feel like that's probably the a little bit of the abs that I have underneath that just make me stand a little taller. I feel okay with that. But yes, if I go to the beach and play beach volleyball, I'm absolutely gonna wear um at the very least, like, a, a covering tank top, right? Like, and probably shorts. So field is out for
1: us. <laughs> for it's now. Just, I mean, um, yeah. Beach volleyball, probably not in front of a big audience. What other Olympic, Summer Olympic sports have... And I think, like, the ones, the sports that we've highlighted probably are the ones that have, like, the biggest difference between... What guys get to wear and what girls get to wear. I mean,
0: that's the thing. I think, yeah, it's the difference between... Yeah, and I mean, I really... I don't know enough about who makes those decisions for the Olympics. Because I think that's the thing too, right? Like, what men wear for different sports, similar to what we did on the last episode, I bet it hasn't changed much over the years. Mm -hmm. Men are just kind of, like, allowed to wear what they wear and what they want to wear. And maybe there's functional changes to that like i think those tight shorts that the runners wear now is similar to why where triathletes wear those sweat like tri suits now because it's aerodynamic there's also reasons for it but for women i wonder if it's because of reasons like aerodynamics or like an intentional functional reason um and also just yeah who makes that decision like do, does the olympic committee maybe make- we should just like
1: So if we're having like those time of the month, lack of confidence days, we should do like (laughs) judo where you actually get to wear like big baggy pajamas. Big baggy pajamas.
0: I mean, I don't know. Now I really want to do some research on this Olympic thing because I feel like, because right, I know that US, like USA weightlifting, um, they approve certain kinds of singlets, right? So Mm -hmm. like if I were to wear that fleo one, I think the fleo ones are approved for certain kinds of competition, but not others. So there is there's obviously some sort of governing body that determines in weightlifting which ones are allowed and which aren't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what their standards are, but I feel like this is another episode of involving some googling and, and some more research. research.. Hannah loves research. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: fascinating. Well, hey, I, I don't think there's any threat of me suddenly putting in an appearance at the Olympics. Right, unlike, yeah, we don't really have to worry Unlike my threat about this, to uh, make an appearance in the right. 60-plus age group at the CrossFit Games. Yes. It's training for that. <laughs> 20 years. Um, the Olympics, for me, is probably out in this probably. lifetime. They don't have the age
0: categories <laughs> the same way. So.
1: <laughs> if they introduce, like, granny track and field, maybe I'll
0: apply. Um, uh, and, and I bet, you know, it, I, I'd watch you. You would? I'd watch you in granny track and field, of course. Thank you. Of course. Because <laughs> I know how much you don't like running, so if you were actually in track and field at that age, I'd be very happy and impressed. <laughs> you would be laughing at me while drinking wine in the stands. <gasps> Maybe. I mean, I might run. I might do some running with you, too, but, you know, we do it like a, a, you know, people do like a beer mile. We could do a wine mile.
1: There you go. That may be a thing. Olympic Committee, if you're listening, (laughs) we're going to do a wine mile. And guess what? We're going to wear whatever the hell we want. Whatever
0: is comfortable and functional for what we're doing. And we
1: reserve the right to change what we wear right up until the very second of the start of the race (laughs) because we don't even know how we feel that day. (laughs) Even though, if we are talking granny Um, category, we should be long past the hormonal roller coaster involved with
0: menstrual cycles. But you never know. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I wonder... Well... We will, you know, when we get to our 1,500th episode, <laughs> we'll be closer to, uh, yes, know, knowing how the years affect us as well.
1: Well, hey, confidence. In conclusion, you're feeling pretty confident. Maybe it's not all because of, like, the weight loss journey. It's probably got no. a bit to do with it. Feeling good in the gym. I think it has to feeling job. good in the gym. Loving my job. Figuring out, like, trends and patterns. What, mm-hmm. That make you feel a certain way and being able to Knowledge be like, oh, is power. hang on, notice a name. This isn't actually me. It's just just a
0: dimple. Yep. And like you said, the podcast, right? I mean, there uh, the lessons we talk about here, uh, our audience doesn't get to see the parts where you and I are texting each other being like, I'm feeling this way. Oh, wait, we talked about that. I think I should reframe it this way. So we are also learning from this as we go along. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And Hannah's over here getting heavier and... And not freaking out. Not freaking out. Kind of loving it. And I was might a, be getting heavier, but I don't know because I'm not weighing myself. And not freaking out. Like, uh,
1: someone asked me today, I was like, when, Like, what's your plan? When are you going to stop, like, riding this gains train? And I was like, never.
0: <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, like, yeah. I feel like that that's part of diet culture, right? It's like, there's an end. It's like, there's not really, that's, that's part of the point. There isn't really a plan. No end. There isn't
1: really a strategy. It's just like, oh, okay. We gained some more muscle mass. Didn't gain any more body fat cool, let's do it all over again. Keep going. Keep eating.
0: Keep drinking some wine every And if I while. get
1: to, well, it's,
0: it's slightly more than once in a while. Okay, well, <laughs> once in a while does not have a definitive range to that phrase. <laughs> but that is true.
1: There is no, like, end point. There is really no giant goal apart from feel freaking awesome. Because yeah. when you feel freaking awesome, Guess what? You got the confidence to wear the damn shorts. Exactly. And ignore the damn side-eye, lady at breakfast, whoever you are.
0: (laughs) Oh, whatever that lady at breakfast was going through, you know? I'm
1: sorry if you two were having a bad day and I just caught you in a bad moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Tune in. It's therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to our completely freestyle conversation on confidence mm-hmm. uh hopefully you guys are feeling good about yourselves too and you know look out for those times when you feel a little bit weird and it kind of takes you off guard because you know what it's probably something else at play and not literally that you woke up one day and looked completely different absolutely so on that note love yourselves this has been episode 15 and we will see you in about 10 days